0: Part of the amazing thing that's happened sort of naturally since we launched this organization is that it's becoming easier to talk about mental health because you can point somewhere, somewhere Mm. with resources, but also, you know, you don't have to explain mental health when you can drop a link in there, you can say and check out backlog
1: episode is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a distribution service that can get your music into all the DSPs like Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram. Over a million artists have used DistroKid. I'm one of those artists. I've used DistroKid to get my music out, distribute some of my songs. As you know, as I look into all of these distribution services, I test them out and DistroKid is great. They offer a ton of features, annual fee, unlimited uploads and you keep a hundred percent of your royalties check out distrokid.com what's going on welcome to the new music business season three i'm your host ari herstand author of how to make it in the new music business the book Today, my guest is Hillary Gleason of Backline. She serves as the executive director of Backline, a nonprofit that provides free mental health and wellness resources to music industry professionals and their families. Backline is a very new organization. It was uh, founded, uh, Hillary co founded it in 2019. And we had a really incredible conversation all about mental health for music industry professionals. So if you work in the music industry, no matter what your role is, whether you're an artist or a performing musician or a manager, or an agent, or a label exec, or anyone in the industry, you're gonna get a lot of value out of this episode. Uh, we mentioned a few different links. you can be They can be found in the show notes. And um, But above all, I definitely encourage you to visit backline.care. That's where most of these resources will live and they're doing really incredible work and I'm very happy to bring this organization to you if you don't know about them and would encourage you to take your mental health. And your wellness seriously, because that's at the core of everything we do. We can't do anything if we are not mentally well and mentally healthy. As always, you can find all of us that make this show happen at Ari's Take on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can find me at Ari Herstand on Instagram and Twitter. Visit Take.com and get on that email list. That's where you're gonna find most of the up-to-date information that we send out and notified about all future episodes and all of that good stuff uh please give us a five-star review on spotify yes you can review podcasts on spotify now and on apple Podcasts. give us that review let us know what you think uh five stars please if if you don't like it uh please don't don't leave that review that that only hurts us you can send us an email and and let us know how we can improve um Give us an up thumb on on YouTube. Give us a comment on that. I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts. All right, let's kick into the show. Hillary Gleason, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you hmm. so much.
1: Um, So I'm very excited for the, our conversation today. Um, mental health is so important in uh, to be discussed in the music industry, and it's not worked on or discussed nearly enough, and I think so many music industry professionals don't realize that there are resources out there or that there is support, and because uh, a career in music can feel oftentimes very lonely. Only uh, and like we're kind of trying to do this thing on our own, and we don't have anyone there to support us, and that we're expected to just keep trucking ahead as entrepreneurs and figuring this thing out on our own. Um, our mental wellness oftentimes slips by the wayside, and um, as as you know, as, you know if if you don't have your health in any capacity, especially your mental health, uh, you're your virtually, you can't really do anything else. <laughs> that's that's uh, first and foremost, obviously the most important thing. So I would love for you to speak on what Backline is, what you do and um, just, uh, yeah, the resources you provide and all that is Backline.
0: Sure, so Backline is a nonprofit organization we launched in 2019. We connect music industry professionals and their families with mental health and wellness resources. Hmm. Um, So what that looks like is we have a case management program where an individual, whether a music industry professional or a family member, can submit a little bit of information to us, um, get connected with one of our case managers, all of whom are licensed therapists. um, And we talk to them about, you know, what are you looking for? What are you struggling with? Do you have insurance? Where do you live? Um, Are you touring? All of these questions so that we can get a really comprehensive view of sort of where they are and what resources might be available to them. And then we provide them with a customized list of resources. So... Mm. That's really been a game changer for so many people to have, you know, some handholding in that process rather than running a Google search. You can come to us and we do the work with you. We understand the music industry and the mental health care space and very much act as a bridge there. Mm. We also have uh, virtual support groups that meet on Zoom. That is a very normalizing place where we come together with other people and we talk about what it means to work in the music industry and what we're struggling with. And we launched those at the beginning of COVID. um, And so there's been a lot to talk about and a lot of Mm -hmm. things that you may be struggling with that your friends or family outside of the music industry just don't understand. Um, So those are both of those programs are entirely free. And then on the wellness front, we have a host of wellness partners that have subscription-based apps to yoga, breathwork, meditation all sorts of different practices that people can access via backline and get started on their wellness journey. Um, So really trying to make all of these different pieces related to mental health and wellness accessible to people no matter their financial situation um, or where they might find themselves in the music industry.
1: Amazing. Um, That's great. Uh, So addressing the first couple things you brought up with the case management program and the Zoom support groups, um, if someone is interested in that, tell me the steps that they need to take to take advantage of these programs.
0: Go to our website, which is Mm www.backline.care, and either click find a case manager or click Mm. find a support group. Um, And that will take you to all of the information that you need. So for case management, we just ask, you know, who you are and what you're looking for. And then you automatically get a link to schedule with one of our case managers. Our support groups meet um, every week at the same time. So we have one on Monday for New York area people. And then we have one on Wednesdays and we're launching a few more here in the next couple months. Mm
1: Nice. Uh, that's great. Um, and I know some of the Arias Take team members have been joining uh, the Wednesday Zoom support groups, and and uh, kind of uh, they they have been raving about um, the, the the support that they've been receiving there, and just how how warm and welcoming and, and understanding everyone is. And it's nice to to have a, a place where where music industry professionals can go. I think we're in. Um, I'm curious to know. Um, Kind of from your perspective and the backline perspective, um, if you find that there is um, kind of a a cultural um, that that something deeply ingrained in the music industry culture uh, that we don't the reasons that we aren't addressing mental health or or wellness, um, you know, I, I think most. It's 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 we hear a lot about it with the artists and, um, you know, a lot of artists are are uh, fortunately fairly public about their struggles to bring awareness to it. Um, and uh, so it's not so hidden and, and then artists can be seen and, and understand that they're not alone, um, but more so in. The other areas uh, with other professionals, like artist management, there's uh, so much burnout. I find in in with with managers specifically, and it feels like this this twenty four seven job. And managers feel the pressure that they're unable to turn off, and that it's just this this constant hamster wheel that they're on, and you have to just keep running faster and working harder. And how? How would you or how do you um, offer support to managers or to other people that have that mindset that um, you can't slow down, you have to keep going and you this is just the culture of the music industry?
0: We offer that support in a lot of different ways. I mean, some of it is just destigmatizing, um, mm-hmm. and we've seen really high level managers and agents who also struggle with the same things mm-hmm. um, come out and say, I have anxiety or I have mm-hmm. burnout or I've lost half my staff to burnout um, or to other industries. And I'm committed to changing that. And so uh, we've had management companies invite us in to talk to their entire staff about the resources that we have and also sort of have an open conversation about some of the things that aren't working in nice. that office, which is a big change from anything that we've seen you know before backline existed and mm-hmm. that's that's been huge. You know A lot of people have added a tagline about backline to their email signature. Mm -hmm. Um, which has been really amazing to get emails from people. And it says, you know, mental health is important to us at this office. If you are in need of services, please check out Backline. Um, And also having people include that in their out of office response. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm taking a mental health break. Uh, If you need anything, you know, talk to these people. Also be sure to check out Backline. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, part of the amazing thing that's happened sort of naturally since we launched this organization is that it's becoming easier to talk about mental health because you can point somewhere, somewhere Mm. with resources, but also, you know, you don't have to explain mental health when you can drop a link in there, you can say and check out backline and Mm -hmm. same thing for managers who have bands that are on the road. Um, Mm. It's allowed those managers to say, Hey, Just so you know, this resource exists for you. If you need it, be sure to check this out. That takes away some of the harder conversations that have to be had around this and Mm -hmm. just give people a place to go a place to escalate these conversations hey i know you've been struggling really suggest that you talk to backline Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of given this brand name to something that is hard to talk about Mm -hmm. um and people have really carried it like a badge of pride um which has been awesome like the reception to our work has been so warm and people are really bringing it with them everywhere and talking about it and wearing their backline laminate with them when they're touring you -hmm. know and they're able to pass that off to somebody else who might need it and it's it's really changing the way i think that people are talking about it and you know i think also the younger generation is more apt Mm -hmm. to talk about mental health. That just is how it is, you know? And um, so in the same way that I was the first person in my family to go to therapy and to talk Mm -hmm. to my family about it, you're seeing this younger generation of interns and assistants, you know, saying, I need a break. Mm. Um, And I think that that is really changing the game for a lot of people because we all know that all of these companies run with assistance, you know, Mm -hmm, nothing mm -hmm. gets done without the amazing interns and assistants at these companies. And so if they're the ones saying, Hey, we need a mental health break, or here's the time that I'm going to turn my phone off. Mm -hmm. That's pretty amazing. And, and there's Mm -hmm. solidarity in that, I think as well.
1: Yeah, I would, um, I'm curious to know if there are initiatives that you hear of or how companies are addressing this to destigmatize and support their employees to take mental health seriously. I mean, uh, personally, at Ari's Take, um, you know, we offer um, or I offer a, a an hour a week for any of my staff to take for therapy. And I encourage all of my um, my staff to, to take therapy, to take that hour for therapy, um, And I offer a monthly wellness stipend uh, to the team to be used for whatever wellness that they think is appropriate for them. Um, Are there other um, initiatives or programs that you've heard from companies in the industry uh, to support this?
0: We're starting to see a lot more of that, um, particularly once COVID hit. Um, Mm. It became something that people were more able to talk about hey, this is really weighing on me and I assume it's weighing on you too. Please take some time this week or this month. Um, That's also been happening around a lot of the social justice issues. And so I Mm -hmm. think it's becoming more normalized to get an email like that from a head of a company saying, take time, or we're mm-hmm. introducing a new wellness program. Um, I don't know of any named initiatives that, you know, sure. we can talk about in this, but we're certainly seeing a lot more of it. And mm-hmm. I happen to be on the receiving end of a lot of forwarded emails of that nature, which is just so heartening. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the kind of thing where we also provide language for that. Um, and so, In August, when people were really getting ready to do fall tours in 2021, we created a back to work resource hub that had language for how to talk to your touring members, how to talk to agents, how to talk to, you know, management, whether you're coming at it from I have a mental health problem, or let's be preventative about this, you know, Mm -hmm. and giving toolkits around how to communicate with one another, um, which is, you know, widely received now and i think really important as you're building out teams and tours and all of that we're starting to see so much more of that and i think Mm -hmm. you know within each of the major music industry offices there's somebody who's carrying that torch um which is really what it takes
1: mm-hmm where can we find the especially the touring resource i know that because a lot of bands are getting back on the road um now uh where are those touring resources
0: it's uh backline.care slash um, back, back to work um back to work has hyphens in between i think
1: okay okay thank you i'm on your website and i i couldn't see it from the the toolbar so back dash uh we'll put a link in the show notes to this <laughs> so people can just just click it from the description here but that I found it sweet perfect um and uh so so that's a that's a good point i mean you know now on the artist side of the discussion um artists uh struggle with mental health issues and, and mental illnesses um you know, I would say disproportionately more so than most in m- most people in many other industries. Um, and what are some kind of practical advice that you can offer the artist listening as to how they can address their mental health? Um, especially in the age of social media, when uh, you know all the studies have finally hit that Instagram makes you sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it's like, what are we supposed to do?
0: I think the number one thing that we're encouraging people to do is to explore mindfulness. Um, and mindfulness is one of those sort of woo-woo terms that is hard to define, and it does mm-hmm. look different for everyone, but it means you know, taking that moment and saying, does this feel good? Mm -hmm. Um, Is this what I need? And for me, you know, that's the difference between a glass of water and a cup of coffee, right? Is this what I actually need? Um, Does this feel good? Does this resonate with me? Um, and, and same thing, you know, when you're sitting in a green room and you feel that the energy is off and that could be somebody's being negative, that could be the green room's tiny, or you had an altercation or whatever that is. Hey, where is that coming from? What can I do to address it? It's like taking this question, whatever the question of the moment is, and giving yourself just 30 seconds to explore that. Um, And and that's really can be hard to do. It's a practice like most things, Um, but that's something that is actually proven in studies about touring parties to improve mental health. Um, It greatly decreases the instances where people consider suicide. Um, To implement mindfulness is one of the huge indicators in mental health. And so it's something that we're really working on sort of trying to make more tangible to people because Mm. I practice mindfulness. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means that I check in with myself and I check in with others. And, you know, that can be huge for sleep on tour. Um, That can be huge for communication on tour. Um, And so that's really the number one thing that we're pushing right now. And then Mm -hmm. outside of that, it's also you know, identifying what wellness practices do work for you and do resonate with you and that you can implement no matter what. Um, Hmm. So I travel a lot for work. You know, we all got into a routine of working from home during the pandemic. Now I'm traveling again. How do I bring my routine, healthy routine with me on the road? And what does that look like? And so there's not always space to practice yoga privately. But I always have two minutes to practice breath work. And I have mm-hmm. a free app on my phone from one of our wellness partners. And I can, you know, take two minutes, do some breathing, and then go about my day. So that's the kind of bite-sized wellness that we're trying to let people know is out there and can mm-hmm. be really helpful in just day to day. Um, and and to take two minutes to yourself is mindfulness, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's using an app so that you're reminded to do that. Um, but there are lots of different ways to integrate. It takes sort of the initiative of saying, Hey, I want to do this differently
1: mm-hmm. and
0: let me find ways to do that.
1: That's great. And when I went on a, a national tour, um, with, um, uh, my, uh, Friend Will Knox, a singer-songwriter, we we went for a run every morning. It was this was a, a, a co-headline two singer-songwriter tour. There was just two of us in my Highlander driving around the country together. Um, but every morning, no matter where we were, we went for a run. Which you know, in one part, was actually nice for us to get to see each city from that perspective, just running around. But more so, that was how we prepared ourselves for the long drives each day because we knew you know we were going to be sitting in the car for most of the day, and to just kind of get that morning run in, morning exercise, and we kind of held each other accountable, and we made sure that we did it every morning, and that was something that, that kept us uh, mentally healthy on uh, the road Is. Real quick, I want to let you know about DistroKid. Well, I'm sure you already know about DistroKid, but they are partners with Ari's Take, and they are a great company that can help get your music distributed to Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Title, Instagram, all of that. Over a million artists use DistroKid. I'm one of those artists. I have distributed some of my music in the past, and something I appreciate about DistroKid as not just an artist, but someone who studies this space is they have been one of the most innovative companies over the last 10 years. They came in and completely changed the game. One of the first companies offering unlimited uploads, and now most of the other distributors have had to change their policies to kind of copy and follow suit uh, what DistroKid was doing, and the industry had changed, of course. DistroKid doesn't keep a commission. That means you keep 100% of your royalties and earnings from the DSPs. They also offer payment splitting. They call it splits, something that for me at this point is a deal breaker. I don't want to have to cut checks to all my collaborators and the producers and everybody else that is owed royalties and owed splits from my earnings. DistrictKid will cut those checks directly. You can get them to uh, your collaborators to sign up, and then DistrictKid will cut all the checks to all your collaborators, and they were one of the first to offer that of the DIY self-service distributors. Kid continues to innovate. Check them out. If you need to get your music out there, districtkid.com. Well, um, now in terms of um, social media and, you know, comparison is a, a very destructive, uh, common thing for artists. Um and and feeling like we're never enough, um, and that that there is there are always um, that, that everyone else is getting the opportunities that we're not. Um, it's so common. Um, are there any things that you can offer in terms of uh, just how we can approach social media or or approach these? Um, constant streams of of negativity or comparison or just these these negative feelings and thoughts that that we have and that artists have uh, what would you recommend for that
0: comparison is the thief of joy um I, Roosevelt. I, yeah exactly i really stand by that i think it's important to keep that in mind. Um, It's a mantra that I work through, you know, in therapy every week. And so it sticks. And now every time I'm on social media, and I have that sort of gut reaction, you reframe that narrative and you say comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. That doesn't always work. (laughs) We'll say that. And so when it doesn't work, it's like, what am I good at? What am I excited for?
1: Mm. What am
0: I trying to build, right? And I journal a lot, that's been really helpful for me. Um, And that's something that I can take with me everywhere. I can do it in the notes app on my phone if I want to. Mm -hmm. I can really refocus on self. Um, And, you know, it's not a gratitude list because it could be whatever list you need to write in that moment to Mm -hmm. say, um, I'm an amazing cook and I feel good when I make food for myself. Mm. Um, Or I'm an amazing friend and people call me when they have problems. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can be whatever it is, but it's like positive self-talk is really hard for so many people and it takes work. But sure enough, sit down and say, let me think of three good things right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. about myself or about Mm. my life I love my dog. I have the cutest dog in the world. Great. <laughs> like, that's helpful. You, it puts a smile on your face, right? And yeah. so then you're like, okay, I do have things. I do have things mm-hmm. I'm excited about um, or that I want to build. And I think, you know, for artists in particular, there's this constant, what's next, what's next, what's next? And to kind of take the immediate out of that and say, what do I want to build? Is that a community? is that um, mentorship mm-hmm. or you know, music that touches people, these sort of larger concepts that can be helpful too, because then you're taking these little steps to get there. And it doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not like, I want to headline the Greek theater. It's like, I want to have a community of people that support me. Mm-hmm. That's easier to sort of find things in your life that are already aligned with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, finding ways to count your blessings. And it's, it's not every day that you can do that. But if you're having a hard time writing that list of things that you're excited about, go mm-hmm. out and seek that joy, you know? Mm. Okay, I'm about to be excited about this coffee that apparently I need, right? <laughs> like you can build it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just sort of coaching yourself to have that sort of ability to reframe.
1: So helpful. Uh, thank you for all of that. I mean that that's practical and 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 useful and and I'm gonna be incorporating many of those things. That's that's great. Thank you for that. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit um, to some of your partnerships and specifically um, discussing um, the just mental health in the um, the Black community and the the uh, BIPOC community. I watched your um, discussion with Andrea Brown of the Black Mental Health Alliance and Maria Massa, who's a, a friend and, and great artist. Um, and you know I you also posted a survey of uh, music industry professionals of color where, it said 94 percent of respondents don't think there are adequate mental health services for black music industry professionals and only 36 percent currently seek help via therapy um now uh the there are unique um mental health challenges that um you know we can't understand as two white people that are having this discussion, but we have I have a lot of listeners of color that uh, would appreciate knowing where they can find the support that caters uh, to their specific um, community and situation and backgrounds. Uh, what can you offer to those people?
0: So when we started Backline, we're like, let's make mental health accessible for everyone in the music industry. Mm -hmm. Great. Good idea. Lofty goal. Um, As you look at the music industry, you have to see it's so diverse. There are Mm -hmm. so many different genres, groups of people, races, languages, all of that. And so as we're looking to, you know, grow our reach in the music industry in terms of genres and people that are using our services, it's like would be great to do that outreach, but we have to have resources on the back end. You know, Mm -hmm. we can't say this is one size fits all because mental health isn't. Um, And we were really fortunate to find the partnership that we did with the Black Mental Health Alliance because so much of that has been us unlearning what we thought we knew about mental health mm. and learning what mental health really looks like in the Black community. And Black Mental Health Alliance has been doing this work for 40 years. Mm. Um, and so they have, you know, so much time and experience to lend to that conversation. Now, that survey that we talked about is really interesting because, you know prior to backline we didn't do a survey but i think a lot of people in the music industry and still today would say there aren't enough resources in terms of mental health for the music industry at all so now there is but we have to make sure that that the resources on the back end are accounting for you know specific socioeconomic societal issues that mm-hmm. again you and i don't face so with the Black Mental Health Alliance, we have done a training for all of our backline clinicians to make sure that they are culturally competent, that they understand the history of systemic racism in the music industry, how that affects people, what microaggressions look like in the music industry, you know, the difference between a white person walking off a tour bus in Kansas and a person of color. Mm. Um, and the same thing of walking into a conference room, um, and how you're treated and, you know, some of the things that have, we've seen happen over and over again in terms of contracts and, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, money and all of those different things. So really being able to give our therapists an understanding of these things that people are bringing with them into Mm. their therapy session Mm. and, you know, also being able to refer to Black Mental Health Alliance's national network of culturally competent providers is huge so that people can come to us and say, I need a Black therapist or I'd like a mixed therapist. um, And we're able to, you know, use a much larger clinical network. I think part of what we're doing is also talking about questions that you should be asking your therapist to make sure that you are aligned in terms of values. Um, and it's been a really slow process for us to build out the partnerships in the diversity front because it takes time. And we're really trying to be thoughtful and diligent about you know unlearning and learning this so that we're not racing to throw up partnerships just to look like we have these resources, but we're actually really working to understand what mental health looks like, you know, and we've done over a year of partnership with the Black Mental Health Alliance now. In 2022, we're looking to bring on partners in the Latinx space, um, talking more about mental health in Indigenous communities, in Asian communities, and really identifying partners who are doing that work and are willing to, you know, support the music industry. And It's a long road, but Mm -hmm. I will say, you know, you can, even if your provider doesn't look the same as you or have the same background as you, you can still ask these questions that make sure that your values are aligned. Mm -hmm. Um, And we see that a lot in the LGBTQ plus community. So a lot of people who identify as that would like a provider that also identifies as that. Mm -hmm. Now it's not, there are a limited number of therapists in the country. So you're looking at, you know, a finite number of people and it can be hard to find that. So what questions are important to you? What Mm -hmm. things would you like for them to know about you or inherently do to make you feel safe, you know, in that moment? And I think that that list of questions is really important. And we talk about that some in that interview with Maria is like, Mm-hmm. How do you build a safe space? And, you know, dating therapists is a real thing. It's not going to be your first date is love at first sight. It can take mm-hmm. some time to find somebody who's really a good fit for you in terms of values, but also in terms of what kind of modality do they use? Mm-hmm. What, what kind of, you know, work are you going to be doing together? Is it um, around trauma? Is it around family history? Is it around, you know, work Things Like there are a lot of different kinds of therapists that you can find and, and it's important to make sure that you're really aligning with that. And so kind of encouraging people to do that sort of education of self and not have an expectation that, okay, I'm starting with a therapist. This is as good as it gets, like Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm.
0: do better, seek better, like treat yourself. Like this is, you know, somebody that you're getting into a relationship with because it is.
1: Yep that's great um you know finding a therapist can be tremendously challenging and um i think uh, fortunately in our generation and the and the gen z generation um the stigma has been lifted from or is starting to be but more so has been lifted from discussing mental health and, and going to therapy and and it's openly talked about and you know um it's um but but I know finding a therapist can be very challenging I mean fortunately I have a great therapist who I've been um, seen for four or five years now um but therapy also is not cheap I mean in LA uh most therapists start at two hundred dollars an hour which is crazy for a lot of people to think about like oh my gosh that's a two four six eight hundred dollar a month expense and most people can't afford that uh fortunately you know uh remote therapy has been more or less normalized because of COVID. i my therapy sessions are all remote even though uh he lives 15 minutes down the road that's just that's just what we do now it's just zoom but do you have a list that like people can explore uh, if they want to find therapists and and also, how do you assist people who can't afford that monthly expense but really are in need of, of a therapist who understands them?
0: That's really what the case management program is all about. So um, you tell us, if you can't afford therapy and you need it, we have therapists in our network who offer pro bono sessions. They mm. offer sliding scale rates. You know, all of our therapists have an understanding of the music industry and, particularly, over the past two years, what that means. And they are part of our network because they love music and they mm. want people to have access to these resources. And so we do have a whole list of people who offer pro bono and sliding scale rates. Um, if that's not available in your area, um, we also have a list of grantors. So, you know, other organizations that we can say you're eligible for these grants. Um, Mm. And part of, you know, the issue with grants in the past is that people didn't know what they were eligible for. And so you kind of get in this revolving door of finding something that looks great. Oh, I'm not eligible, or I didn't get it. And that can feel like, the end of the road, sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's what your case manager is there for. They're saying, here are the ones that you're eligible for. Go ahead and apply. If you need anything, I'm here, You mm-hmm. know, come back. And so that's the same thing both with funding and with therapy is if we give you a list of four therapists that you can contact and you date all of them and you don't like them, come back to your case manager and say, hey, let's you know run this again and see if there's anybody else that might fit. Or, hey, funding is running out and I really need an additional few months here. Like, Mm -hmm. is there anything that we can do? And, you know, we're scrappy. We'll figure that out with you. We're meant to be your friend in this and somebody that understands what you're going through and is willing to do, you know, whatever it takes to make sure that you're getting care because the courage it takes to say, I want to go to therapy and work through my shit. If you're doing that, then, like, mm-hmm. let's celebrate that, and let's make mm-hmm. sure that you are able to complete that mission.
1: Amazing, um, and it's uh, it's so great and just relieving to know that you have these uh, resources and that that someone can come and contact the case manager, and you can send therapist because I like. <laughs> you know, when I was looking for therapists, I've like, where do I turn, Yelp? Like, what do I do? <laughs> like, I literally had no idea where to even begin. And it's like, you go through referrals. It's just like, so it's, it's and, and right, working in the music industry, especially being a musician, we deal with uh, very unique um challenges that most therapists, or just most people in general just don't understand. Uh, fortunately, in L.A., um, you know, a lot of therapists do have these clients and so they do understand them, but that's great that you have that list and the sliding scale and and um, yeah, that's great. So, um, in terms of, uh, you know, Backline is a new organization. you said 2019, um, how are you funded? How are you staying afloat? and how how can people make sure that you don't go away?
0: We are staying afloat by the skin of our teeth, uh-huh. <laughs> and um, from the love of of music. So, we are funded um, in part from foundations and grants. Uh, we are funded in large part by the music industry itself. So, management companies, artists, um, doing a whole variety of things to support us. You know, percentage of merch sales. A dollar per ticket, uh, yes. live stream benefits, all sorts of stuff like that, um, which is so moving because it tells me that people within the community we serve are looking to support this and make sure it's here for anybody who might need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, we're funded by fans. Um, and, you know, we have a real grassroots funding presence that has sustained us through the pandemic when a lot of the music industry money dried up. Mm. Um, We saw fans really come out to support us. Um, And it has been such an incredible thing for people to say, here's my concert ticket budget from 2020 that I didn't get to spend. And I wanna make sure that you have it so that when we can safely go see music again, All of the people that help make that happen are ready to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so anybody who's looking to donate can do so on our website. Um, It's backline.care slash donate. Um, But we're also up for all sorts of creative things. We've had fans do poker games and bowling nights and all sorts (laughs) of stuff to support us and you know, you can send us an email, hello at backline.care with your crazy idea, and we'll help you make it happen.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Well, Hillary, this has been so illuminating, so helpful. I know. Um that everyone who's listening to this is just so appreciative of the work that you're doing in Backline and uh, will now be spreading the gospel of Backline uh, because it's so needed in the music industry and I can can speak for um, everyone that it is just, we're so appreciative that you exist and that you're here for for all of us. Um, There's one final question that I have that I ask everyone who comes on the show. Uh, What does it mean to you to make it in the new music business?
0: I think to make it in the new music business, you would feel empowered to put the health and safety of yourself and your crew at the as your first priority. That is the most important thing right now. And we're trying to help make that a reality.
1: Amazing. Hillary Gleason from Backline, thank you so much. Thank you. Brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a distribution service that can get your music into all the DSPs like Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram. Over a million artists have used DistroKid. I'm one of those artists. I've used DistroKid to get my music out, distribute some of my songs. As you know, as I look into all of these distribution services, I test them out. And DistroKid is great. They offer a ton of features, annual fee Unlimited uploads and you keep a hundred percent of your royalties. Check out (laughs) Distrikid.com.